Ratatouille, what do you got? Bird. Uh huh? We're gonna die. And his name is Ch Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Welcome to Cocktail Cinema, folks, your weekly movie review podcast. Yes, this is our first anniversary yes, episode, oh, and this week we are reviewing The Suicide Squad. The. I am your first favorite bartender, your third favorite author, Josh Price, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Greg, and our Ooh. producer, Shasti. Hello, hello. Glad to be here. Welcome, Ooh. welcome. One year. One year. Right. One year. Uh, so... We're reviewing a newer movie this week. Uh, this movie came out last weekend, uh, and had a really good, uh, really good show out from what I what I can see here. Um, it was directed by James Gunn, uh, also written by James Gunn. We had a 185 million dollar budget, and the first weekend had a 118 million dollar box office return. Mm, first weekend. First weekend. Sick. Yeah. Not bad. We, we've covered movies that are 30 years old and still have it broke right. the box yeah, office. Yeah, right. So that's first weekend, yeah. and and the majority of the the views are probably on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. So the HBO Max up, stuff yeah. doesn't factor into the box office. So this is just oh, box straight out, straight out of the gate. They got that's most of their thing, budget right? back yeah, already. Right, right, right. I feel like a lot of people got subscriptions just to watch. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This movie. Yeah, others, that right? was that was the big push here in 2021. Uh, Warner Brothers is putting out their entire lineup for I think it's 30 days on HBO Max. Uh, right when it comes out in theaters, mm. so you've got a chance to watch these new releases. Good stuff, from home. man. Good yeah. stuff. Hell yeah. So if you got the if you got HBO Max and you got a you got a chance to. Give this one a shot because there's some good people in it. Grego, who's in this movie? Well, I'll kick it off with Mr. John Cena <laughs> um, as Peacemaker. You know, he's a he's a fun loving guy. <laughs> I loved him in this movie actually. Uh, Margot Robbie for uh, as Harley Quinn. Everybody knows that that lovable, hateable face. Um, <laughs> she stands out in this one. Harley Quinn. Blood. There it is. Um, Idris Elba, um, heck of a man. Indeed. Man. <laughs> Bloodsport. Um, going, moving on to Daniela Miltois, um as Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher 2. Ratcatcher 2? Yeah. Ratcatcher 2. The depressing one. Ratcatcher you know. 2. She's nice. Fine. The sequel. She's great. The yeah. Revenge. So Ratcatcher 2, The Revenge. <laughs> right, right. Um, Joel Kinnaman um, as Rick Flagg, mm -hmm. kind of leading up the uh, the army there um, for a little bit. Um, David Dastel, I'm sorry, Dastmelchian mm -hmm. as a polka dot man. What a weird character he was. <laughs> um, Viola Davis <laughs> as Amanda Waller. Yeah, the Amanda Waller. Mm. And <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's going to round this. Sylvester Stallone's going to round this one out as the voice of Shark Boy. This is a big ensemble cast. Mm -hmm. Lots more people are in there. I'm not going to talk about it. We're going to work yeah. very hard not to spoil this for you guys. Yeah, we'll probably have some mild spoilers here and there, but we're going to try and keep it spoiler-free as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But you know what? Let's have ourselves a drink. Let's let's sip on something before About we time. sip on this on this flick. Sip so flick. what we got in front of us is the Corto Maltese. This is a, a summertime uh, cocktail. You've got a quarter ounce of amaretto, an ounce of liquor 43, an ounce of pama liqueur, and you top that bad boy off in a tall glass with some Sprite. And there you have your Corte right. Maltese. Got a nice golden color to it. Uh, Corte Maltese is the island they're at. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, it's the oh, island there nation. You go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fictional island off the coast of Argentina. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Ooh, dude. Good nice. job. Good job. Mm. I mean, anything with Palm and Liquor 43. Nice and fruity. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the, uh, 
those like tropical sprites they had in the early right. thousands. Right. I'm digging this one. Yeah, it's good. I'm digging this one. Hmm. Yeah. That First said, one. now we got a little bit of little bit of courage in our in our blood. Let's talk about the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. So this is the newest installment in what we're calling the DCEU. So the, the cinematic universe for the, the DC comics. Um, this is the direct sequel. And I think they're also calling it like a soft reboot for David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Mm. Uh, which was a much more divisive film. You know, the audience base wasn't uh, necessarily on board. It was kind of a... There was a lot, a lot of cooks in the kitchen for that one, right. yeah. and it was still very much under Zack Snyder's, uh, under under his blanket. Mm -hmm. So it was it was a darker film, and there was there was a lot more going on. Yeah, so this right. one, James Gunn was given the opportunity to be James Gunn. Good, like this is the guy who did you know the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's done a lot of writing credits for you know comic book movies. Mm -hmm. He's kind of the, it, it, you you could compare him to Sam Raimi in a lot of ways, okay. where He's got a very specific niche, and on top of that, he brings his brother in, and, yeah. and they, yeah, they work together yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is a very different movie than the first one, and I, I really appreciated that, because the first one, I wanted to like it, mm -hmm. but this one, it was just likable <clears throat> on its own. It's a very good standalone right, flick. Right. Well, that's good. I mean, I thought it was a good standalone flick as well, because I've never seen the first one. Mm -hmm. um, not really... You guys know we've talked about this. We've had some banter. Josh is our comic book guy. Josh's <laughs> number two, and I don't know anything about DC or Marvel or anything like that. But the movie's fun. Mm -hmm. The movie's very. Given our biased opinion, then. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> it, it, that's what's cool about this is, yeah. is you as as someone who doesn't really do comic book movies, mm -hmm. we're still able to enjoy it. Like it's a very accessible oh, story. Yeah, it's not it's not beating you over the head mm -hmm. with you have to know this comic book lore. But for people like me, there are still. You know, little Easter eggs. There's characters that you know on site that are very... It's, it's nice to see a guy like Calendar Man, who's just one of the most obscure Batman villains there is, just show up on screen for two seconds. Right. It's like, oh, he's in this. <laughs> but it doesn't ruin your watching experience if right, you don't right. know who it is. I don't know who that is. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it didn't change anything for No, you. no, no. It, it was sure. just one of those things where, like, the more you know about it, the more you can enjoy it. But mm -hmm. it's still a very enjoyable experience yeah. with no understanding of the world. And even the character interaction, I was able to kind of grasp onto that. I mean, there's definitely callbacks and past experiences with between these characters from mm -hmm. prior movies and engagements through the comic book. Uh, sorry, comic book mm -hmm. era. Um, but, yeah, no, I think they were all put together well. You can still feel growth, even mm -hmm. though this movie is hilariously funny depraved mm -hmm. psychotic at times it's a huge action adventure movie um there's still a lot of a uh, lot to take away from the relationships involved within these within these characters or these super villains yeah well and I, I i think this movie actually benefits a lot from being allowed to get that r rating so a lot of a lot of superhero films with these darker characters are not allowed to take that extra step mm -hmm. and be as dark as they should right. be. Not that this movie's dark, but it's got its moments. And Absolutely. having that freedom to say what they want to say or do what they want to do and show what they want to show, it makes it a very enjoyable experience, very much the way that like the the Deadpool movies are enjoyable mm -hmm. because they have that kind of freedom. Whereas if you if we're going to be comparing this to the first film or I am right because it, it's it's a good juxtaposition not just in the lighting not just in the camera work but in the content as mm -hmm. well this movie is allowed to be its own thing and that makes it 
a worthwhile experience I think that whether you're involved to, or not. Sorry to cut you off. I oh, think yeah. that adds to the mystique of the villain. Mm-hmm. They're doing what they want. They're saying what they want to do. And that was that was part of this movie. Even the way this movie was filmed. Mm-hmm. And like it was, mm-hmm. It's a villain-filmed movie. Yeah. And it was very much so like that. You know what I mean? It wasn't filmed in that that unique eye of the yeah. hero. You know? There was, everybody stepped up as villains. Absolutely. It's good. It's, it's kind of a... Uh, a next step evolution of the dirty dozen trope. Okay. Yeah. You, you've got, yeah, you've got yeah, these, exactly. these, these hardcore criminals. These, mm-hmm. All of them are killers. Right. And those are the people that you are supposed to be emotionally attached to. And it's done very effectively to the point where you forget their villains. Some of the interactions between uh, like, especially Harley Quinn and Joel Kinnaman's character flag. Yeah. Right. Right. They're very personal surprisingly emotional mm-hmm. um and it it gives you your it gives you a reason to be invested in these characters mm-hmm. for not just because they happen to be in front of you for two hours because you feel like you've been with them mm-hmm. for a while and i think harley's got that weird spot where everybody knows her she's mm-hmm. like she's like celebrity big time that's culture. definitely yeah. a, hard, a hard part too besides right. your boy you know and his name is john <laughs> no but, but i was gonna say like the notoriety with not only the villains in the first one, but the mm-hmm. actors who who played them mm-hmm. was right, so much right, bigger right. Yeah. to where you start off, at least me, I started off watching this movie and it's like I said, it was kind of like, I feel like they're scraping the, the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. to get some of these characters going. And with everything you said before, like character balance, mm-hmm. you know, visual effects, lighting, I mm-hmm. feel like this is almost better than the first. I, even yeah. having, even having like by Pretty much anyone standards less less talented actors mm-hmm. except for and his name is John. <laughs> but award winner, but, but the, winner. the character balance to me was like that's what kept me going the whole time. Mm-hmm. You see John Cena and Idris, like yeah. they're mm-hmm. they're back and forth exchange throughout the so whole thing, good. and mm-hmm. how that plays into mm-hmm. the the demise of one of them is. And like, there's a lot of things that are full circle, and like that yeah. balance is is the obvious and strong one that starts off. Mm-hmm. But you have like the 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 Rat Queen. Yeah, and yeah. and and Sylvester Stallone's character Shark King, mm-hmm. and he tries to eat her. He's the one who has no friends, and she's yeah. like one of the most kind, friendly souls there is. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, there's this constant like balance. Polka dot, polka yeah. dot man seeing his mom with yeah. with like the main. You know, everybody's the got their thing, yeah. but yeah. not in the same way that everybody has a thing in a heist movie. Yeah, right. And right, it, it right, feels right. natural. It's not True. like we yes. need, we need a True. tech guy. We need this. We need True. that. It's King Shark happens to be. Just an anthropomorphic shark, right? And, and it's so cool that they were able to do that so fast in this mm-hmm. movie with these, like give give each villain their their back history a little bit, just so you understand. I mean, Harley, they didn't really dive mm-hmm. into because it's Harley, you know. Well, and that's but, yeah. And she even says in a few things, you know, not to spoil, yeah. but like, you yeah. know, red flags and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's she's got she, she's, she's got getting a tremendous smarter growth. Yeah, yeah, she's getting smarter. And I, I, like I said, I've never seen the first one, but I. You don't I have know. to, right? Right. You don't have to. She has. She has. Yes, she's got an arc that tr- that transpires over three films. So, so you've got Suicide Squad, where you know she has her breakup with with the Joker or her falling out, her light bulb moment, and then Birds of Prey, where she's dealing with the fallout of that relationship. And now here, she's a fully progressed person, mm-hmm. but still has an arc. She she's not the main character of this story. But she steals the show. Oh, she shines. I mean, everybody she's, goes yeah. to see Harley Quinn. You know, that's why she's on the cover of every mm-hmm. one of them. You know, it's Harley. It's Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Bloodsport. But really, it's and his name is. Oh yeah, he steals the show. Steals the show for real. But I mean, I mean, Harley, in in literature, she kind of takes that scene of coming. She takes that lance that lancer position, 
but you don't notice it unless you're looking for it. Right. So like she's she, that the, the the Lancer comes from you know Lancelot in right. uh, in Arthurian legend, yeah. and that character is a huge trope. Everybody's got that. They're always a thin, like very snarky sidekick. Mm-hmm. She fills that role so perfectly that you don't recognize mm-hmm. it until like oh oh this. This yeah. is exactly what they were going for. And it's weird to, to think that, like, it, this is a, a comic book movie. She's a villain, a, mm-hmm. you know, uh, backstory of a villain. And she's Australian, New Zealand or whatever. And she's oh, able to, to yeah. pull off that uh, Brooklyn, New York accent. Yeah. It's, a, it's over the top, and it's a little bit too much, but it's, that's what it's, it's a comic. She's supposed to be. Yeah. But it's, it's just cool yeah. to kind of hear the difference. Like, you go, you watch her on, like, a talk show, mm-hmm. and she's you're like, oh, man. She well, Pete Davidson's got a few lines in the beginning of it where you're like, <laughs> Okay, she's got a mild accent. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> right, 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 right. The real dog. Well, he's he's Long Island, bro. Yeah. He's Long Island. <laughs> or yeah. no, Staten Island. He's Staten okay. Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, there's uh, a lot of different people in here too. Yeah, we didn't even talk, talk, talk about. Um, it's good. It is. For me to be this excited about this film is something because, yeah. like you, you guys talked, lighting, food, uh, cinematography, his use of cameras on like a 360 axis mm-hmm. just kind of encapsulate the entire moment. Yeah. It's important to do with that band of degenerates, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's not Nair-de-wells. about one person. It, it's, the world's I, spinning around them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's where they really shine is like with mm-hmm. the cinematography and the visual effects mm-hmm. because... I agree. And the explosions were awesome. Like I said, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh, not another Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm already like, Fantastic Four is already <laughs> like before Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. Like there's been so many just... It's good to see, like like I said, mm-hmm. fresh characters mm-hmm. that are old school comic characters, yeah. And yeah. somewhat insignificant to the other like big stories yeah. that you hear. Mm. But they, it, it's writing a new story, mm. and like pretty much hiring mm-hmm. the villains to mm-hmm. to get the United States government to save their ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know right, I mean? right, right. It's it again. It's it's that whole dirty dozen thing. Yeah, like dirty you're, dozen. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. They call it the Suicide Squad for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And it's Be a good producer. It's really, <laughs> it's it's really fun to see this work so well. And a lot of that has to do with James Gunn. Like he took, nobody knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were when when he wrote that script. Mm-hmm. But he was able to take, you know, very obscure comics and turn them into some of the most beloved movies of yeah, that Definitely got a era. following. Definitely have a following. Mm-hmm. So, so he was the perfect director for this. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing against David Ayer; like he's he's good at what he does. But that movie, the, you know, this first the first movie just didn't land. Did you say he was still pre- uh, producing on this? Uh, Zack Snyder, Snyder was still was a producer. Okay. Yeah, so he still got his hand in a little bit. Did Ayer do Birds of Prey as well? No, uh, I forget who who did Birds of Prey. And that was a, kind of an offshoot of both of all three of them, right? It's like it's, yeah, it's kind of its own thing. because okay. um, that's. Uh, just a, with the exception of Harley Quinn, that's a separate set of characters. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's still connected, still the same universe, mm-hmm. still the same timeline. Uh, it fits in with, you know, like your Wonder Woman's and your Justice Leagues and all that. But I think we are finally hitting our stride with these, with these movies. Yeah. And, you know, we've got, we've got Black Adam coming out down the road and, and the Flash movie. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for these again. And this movie is a big part of that. Nice. There's a series coming off this, right? With and his name is John on HBO Max. I yeah, yeah I heard yeah, rumors yeah. that yeah, 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 that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Like Peacemaker. Yeah, <laughs> Peacemaker is is just this this weird. Yeah, can we talk like, a little bit on this character? Because I loved honestly, I, I've I've liked John Cena. He's funny. He's mm-hmm. obviously he's a character, but 
Oh my God! This movie is I think, like, I think it's Greg, a match made in heaven. I think you could movie. say your favorite line without giving it giving <laughs> any spoilers. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Uh, it'll be paraphrased, but uh, I care about peace so much that I'm willing to kill every man, woman, and child to get it. <laughs> and his name is Johnson. <laughs> I was paraphrased, but I mean, it's I watched that thing like three times. I was like laughing my ass off every time. It's a perfect yes. culmination of the character. Yeah, you know, they they. And the, another thing that they did well here is they introduced new characters without giving them like a flashback backstory. Mm -hmm. It was just this is who this is moving on right. um, where a lot of other comic book movies stumble yeah. on that. Yeah. Right. It's like the reason that uh, the 1989 Batman did so well is we just we're just dropped into Batman's career. It's like, you know, who Batman is. We're moving forward. They still have a moment where they kind of explain it for people that don't know, but yeah. it's not a big set piece. Mm -hmm. And. The first Suicide Squad, like the first twenty minutes, is just giving these people five minute backstories, and I it gotcha. slogs. That's yeah, that was the main comparison I had. Mm -hmm. Like having little hopes <laughs> coming a into this. I, that is. I loved that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was so. What do you think? Tight, Egypt, like clean. a um, 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 Bloodsports character is that person in this one? Yeah, without, so without a we were so, talking. So, we were yeah. talking a little bit before. So the about... reason, so Will Smith played Deadshot in the first Suicide mm -hmm. Squad movie, and. Uh, he's he's set up. He's a Batman villain. They kind of set that up in in that movie. Right. But Will Smith, due to scheduling conflicts, wasn't able to do this film. So there was some discussion about recasting him. But James Gunn and Idris Elba got together and they said, you know what? Let's just make a new character who's or find a new character who's similar who can fill that role, Good. so that Will can come back if he wants to mm -hmm. down the line. Which. In an era where, like Shasti was saying, we we recast the Hulk and Rhodey in the Marvel movies, right. mm -hmm. it was nice to see. All right, we're just going to go another direction with this mm -hmm. and leave that door open. Still. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, uh, very very well rounded. And because he was yeah. a Dirty Dozen too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's if, like if it's, the Dirty if Dozen. It's perfect. Right. Yeah, and the yeah. the connection. Uh, going back to backstories, there's a connection between Starfish him is and name for and, a butthole. <laughs> Is there a connection? Starfish? It's a slang term for a butthole. <laughs> There's a connection between Flag and uh, and Bloodsport where it's like they, they just casually mention that they serve together. Right. And rather than just go out and tell you, yeah, we were we were in the trenches together, right. we were in this battle, it's it's they show it more than tell it, mm -hmm. which is peak storytelling and especially peak filmmaking because film is a visual art mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the more you can show without verbal exposition yeah, the sure. better yeah. so you've got this relationship between them where uh there's a there's a moment on the on the bus there's a there's a bus scene where they're traveling from to, to where they to the compound mm -hmm. and they're like are, are you blood sport are you on board with this <laughs> not really but i've seen i've seen flag you know in a tight spot and it's better not to not to get in his way mm-hmm so you know they've got this backstory. You trust that they trust each mm -hmm. other, and it's believable. You don't need to know what they did together. It's true. It's enough. And for as much stuff as put into this film, as far as the pyrotechnics, the huge camera shots, the angles, this, that, and the other, it's it's very much so an art of how they pulled that off. Mm -hmm. I really mm -hmm. That's kind of why I'm in a little bit of awe of this movie, because, I mean, it's a, it's supposed to be somewhat of a... Like funny joke, mm -hmm. you know, a comic book Over movie, you know, yeah. but, but man, it comes across like really well with mm -hmm. covering all aspects. Like we talked about earlier with the, with the character analysis mm -hmm. and the plot, plot lines growing and expanding and to do that in a, 
I think, how, much, how long was this movie? Hour, two hours and 12 was, minutes, I think. 12, and, okay. and the typography, which we like, have yeah, talked about true, since like, Scott true. Pilgrim. Every mm-hmm. scene change, and it's right. almost like mm-hmm. you're reading a book. You know, chapters are like, mm-hmm. it's more like chapters than scenes that are flying. It's, it's comic book form. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's, yeah. it's you know, a visual, you know, mm-hmm. Shark Man mm-hmm. eats somebody and their body parts display the yeah. lettering. For, they're yeah. the font for the following. Oh, or the, yeah. or the, they introduce the smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where the, the that, smoke, where it's Operation like Jotunheim, yeah. yeah, and then one of the, some of the smoke blows away and it becomes yeah. Operation Harley. Really cool stuff. Really yeah. cool stuff. So Bravo. there's yeah, James Gunn knows what he's doing. I, I'm a fan and, of his now. And uh, you know, I'm I'm really glad they went with him. I'm hoping that he can continue to be involved with the future. Um, but you know, but without spoiling anything, uh, all I I can really say is. Go see this movie. Right. Got HBO Absolutely. Max. Watch Agreed. it. Absolutely. If you can go to a theater, it's probably a great experience. Yeah. Um, and the shit is funny. Yeah, it's, it's very like, funny. It's, it's very emotional. It's a, it's a yeah. It's it's covering everything, and yeah. it's got great pyrotechnics. It's got all the gore too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's, got all it's the, great. If, if you were worried about this being just another comic book movie, it's not. No. And I don't want to tell you why. Yep. But trust it's, it's, me, it's taken every you can go, part of my body not to yeah. not to spoil some of this. Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> can go into this thing and it's like like every other comic book movie, but worse, mm-hmm. just because it's like a, like less notoriety. Yeah, but you're setting yourself up for more success to watch this. Yeah, with, without those expectations, it's so good. It's so entertaining. It is. I, it is really good. Yeah, it is really good. Huh. Um, and you know, rather than go into spoiler territory and really you know, normally we would give a lot of a lot of plot breakdown and, mm-hmm. and arc breakdown, but because it's such a new flick we just urge you to go see it uh and i think it's time to step into our final segment and you know what we like to rate movies out of 100 tacos rather than tomatoes so grego what is your taco score for the suicide tough one tough one because it's not my not Not my stick (laughs) um honestly with everything going on feel good feel bad movie of the summer Mm -hmm. um a lot of fun Put a lot of asses in the seats. Mm-hmm. They they put it out two different ways to make people comfortable. Um, Seventy two, okay. okay. Seventy two, and that's. I feel like you'll never get a comic book movie out of that that high. Ever. <laughs> like I, not out of you. I think yeah. they start like at sixty nine, and that's like the basis. Mm-hmm. Seventy two. Yeah, Go see that, this movie. You know, for for yeah. Greg, that's that's a that's very high praise. You know, for this not being your your bag to enjoy it that much. Oh, I loved it. I had so much fun watching this one, Josh. Seriously, Jossie, what's your rating? Um, I'm coming with an eighty. Okay. On the, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. I haven't really gotten down to any too many like comic book movies since. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm gonna show my age here. Since <laughs> the Dark Knight was. <laughs> it, you know, no, I was kidding. But really, like, mm-hmm. kind of all seemed like. Rewalk, like, like mm-hmm. whatever. Rehash um, of the same stuff. Rehash, yeah. So, um, that being, like I said, it was the balance with the characters. Mm-hmm. It was the visual effects. Like, yeah. just looking at King Shark is, and, <laughs> and the, you know, the main alien villain, the mm-hmm. Starro, is. That's fantastic. It's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. 80. Respectable. Um, respectable. I'm going to, I'm going to give 2021's The Suicide Squad an 83. Um, it's it's a you know it's it's a a B on that on that scale, but it's it's a very good rating for what it is. Um, it's it's got a, a solid story. There, it's a very well balanced action flick with a lot of a lot of heart and emotion, yeah. despite being <clears throat> essentially a whack a mole movie. You know, it's it's Perfect it's all play. about it's all about the the good. violence of it, but it's handled so well that this blows. 
other movies like it out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, 83 from me. Uh, do we happen to have the Rotten Tomato score? Josh, you're the winner today. <laughs> so we've got a we've got a critic score of 91. Wow, critic score of 91 and audience score of 83. That blows my mind. I the see, critic score. I, I believe it. I believe it. Um, oh then, yeah. That's. Uh, I believe it though. I mean, this is I mean, James Gunn knows what he's doing. I'm gonna watch this for the next few weeks because it's only two weeks old or whatever. So yeah, uh, give know, it another shot. I watched it twice. <laughs> I watched it twice. I bought I HBO Max just for this. So I'm gonna watch it. Okay, right when I go. Um. So yeah. It, it's worth watching. It's worth watching. Yep, go get it. Um, that said, folks, let us know what you thought of the Suicide Squad. Uh, write your, your your opinions in the comments down below if you're watching on, on YouTube. And, you know, if you are watching on YouTube, hit that like button. You know the deal. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already to the channel. Uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast network, uh, please go ahead and give us a review. It really helps us out, helps us reach new new listeners. And uh, if you want to go even further with it, we do have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash opinions. There, uh, you can get all of this content, plus some exclusives and early access to stuff. Uh, we really try to take care of our patrons, and we, we truly appreciate everything that you do for us. We couldn't yes. do this show without you. Yes, yes. Um, that said, Greg... Shasti, Josh, yo, yo, yo. thanks for being here. Thank, Thank you for watching this movie. Thank fun. you for yeah. letting me put this on the list. Yeah, bud. Uh, and to our watchers and listeners, we see you, we hear you, we love you, but we've got to say goodbye. <laughs>